0: Hey, what's going on? It is episode 291 of the Hama hey Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Go ahead. Back,
1: baby. Go ahead. You want me to tell you about my 12 minute cup of coffee?
0: I don't, but I, I know that's what you I got want a couple to...
1: things I want to ask you about the summer. Okay. Involving being a baseball manager mm, and softball. involving cigars, softball. Okay. Yeah, but it's still. It's not. Same things. <laughs> so I realize
0: that it's not. So just. Let's put that up It's not the same as what. It's not the baseball. I was I was a baseball coach for many years in Little League, and now I'm a softball coach, and it is a different animal. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. But enough about that. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes, so or not at all. I
1: went to a an a thing. I went to an event. I will not go into details about that event or thing. But I was in the back. Were you room. wearing a
0: horse mask, a mosquito mask? Is there a difference between a horse mask and a pony mask? <laughs> Uh, did, you just, did you have one of those <laughs> gems with the tail sticking? No, but I made that noise that ponies make.
1: All right. You know, go that, on. Like flabbergasted. Yes. Uh,
0: I just was watching True Detective yesterday because. Which season? For season one, again, my son was at work and my daughter and wife were at a baby shower. So I was like, hmm, it's a beautiful Saturday. I might as well sit inside and watch True Detective season one and see if there was anything I missed in the first seven times I watched it. And uh, I was, you know, I just became obsessed with those like, the crazy like horse masks that people murder other people while wearing. So,
1: yeah, that's they, they embellish that in shows because when people do real murder, they're just like, I am wearing like a shirt from Dick's Last
0: Resort. They're like, oh, shit, I have to murder you now. And I wasn't prepared with my horse mask. <laughs> I know. Very rarely do you go
1: like, like you go through your closet and you're going like. I know I want to do a murder, but none of these shirts scream out like murder. They're like, yeah. I got a plain blue shirt. Very true. I, I got, don't know if ritual murder is a thing anymore. But. I have almost no masks with which to murder in. Like, not that have been done before, you know. Right, right. So, um, so I was at this place, and uh, I had a couple hours to kill, and I'm just hanging out. I'm doing, uh, let's just say, I'm doing my duty, right? And this guy comes up and he goes, "Hey, man, you want a cup of coffee?" Now, normally I go yeah but there was like an old pot that was left over and I just drank there's it. a
0: lot of things to dissect I'm gonna let you move <laughs> forward but I just want to say that as a, even as a small child we were taught that when some dude comes up and goes hey do you want a cup of enter anything I guess except for coffee you you should probably say no coffee's the one thing that I thought wouldn't lead to rape gotcha
1: boy there's that guy in my face so i just got i just got done um having like a a a cup of just old like overnight been sitting around coffee i didn't doctor it up i was mm-hmm. just drinking it and i said nah man i just had a coffee but uh i appreciate it you know and uh in my capacity i had to hang out in this room for another hour or two and he goes oh okay and he starts walking away and he goes well now it's gonna i had this pour over thing i was gonna see if you wanted it and then I was like, hang on, hang on, I was like, wait a tick, what did you just say? And he goes, oh, I got this like pour over coffee thing in the back. It's kind of like for employees, like it's for us. I was to like, see if you wanted a coffee. And I go, well, I looked at another guy I was working with and I go, you got this for a minute? Because this guy said pour over, so that sounds different. Now, I know sometimes I go to like small town or grindhouse or somewhere and I was want to pour over. But the employees were less than uh, enthusiastic about the difference. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I went from a guy who put stuff in his coffee to a guy who, hey, I finally uh, drink it black to, oh, French press is cool, but I don't know how to do it right and I don't taste the difference. Well, this guy was talking pour over. So I said, okay, I'm usually too cheap for that. He's offering a free one.
0: Now you're talking my language. So nothing in this world is free, but go ahead.
1: Well, we find that out later, don't (laughs) we? Enter the horse mask. So. I go into this back room with this guy. He offers, he, he shows me three different bags and is like, which one do you want? And I go, I don't know, whichever one you think is the best. He goes, well, and uh, well, this, who cares about plugs, right? So he holds up a small town. He goes, this is this is what you want right here. And I said, okay, I agree. I like those guys. Um, he gets out a scale and he starts putting beans. I'm not kidding. The first time he dumped like a fistful of beans, like a palm full of beans, mm. after that, he began to bean at a time click gotcha. click every once in a while he'd go oh take a bean off <laughs> he's on a scale perfect measuring the beans and i'm kind of going like all right dude like listen just i'm sure you paid 16 dollars for this bag of coffee i'm sure it'll be good chill out he finally gets exactly what he wants to take his bean off puts a bean on puts it in his grinder grinds it and he goes how do you like it ground and i go course fine in a a cup bro so (laughs) he grinds it up takes the thing then he gets out a one of those chemex kits he's got Mm -hmm. like a scientist beaker he gets his carafe he's got a a a filter he puts on he picks out a good filter for me then
0: he has a little kettle of water on a digital like a boiler if i remember from breaking bad isn't that a erlenmeyer flask with the giant bottom that you can put over heat i believe it was a graduated cylinder okay <laughs> no, i don't know so, so he
1: he puts it on this electronic boil thing so it says it's called a hot plate
0: <laughs> is it yeah i think so like you flick it on and it gets hot
1: yeah but not to this dude if you called it a hot plate
0: <laughs> okay he would give you a fanta and kick you the hell right. out
1: he gets it right to i think 180 or 170 or just he wouldn't mess around it was exactly what he needed and he wets down the filter. There's no coffee in it. Mm -hmm. He's just pouring water in it. Then he shakes out the filter. Gotta get all the imperfections off. Pours the water out, puts the filter back in, and I go, how come you just got that wet with nothing in it? And he's like, oh dude, you gotta, yeah. any stuff that's in the filter. And now I'm thinking like, well, what? Dude, what's in my filter now? Who knows, right? (laughs) So he gets it wet, pours the just ground perfectly weighed beans in there, pours a little bit on there, and then just, like, I'm talking like a shot glass full of water, and then just stares at it for a while, and I was like, all right, man, what are you doing? Like, are you gonna give me this coffee? And he sees a little bubble comes up, and he goes, see that? Those are gases, dude, you don't wanna drink those. You not wanna drink the gases. You gotta let the bad out. And now I'm thinking, well, this is expensive coffee. How much bad stuff's in this expensive coffee? What is going on? He waits a minute. Okay, now it's done its thing. Then he heats it up to a different temperature, slowly, this whole thing takes about 12 minutes. It's, it's, we've been there a while, dude. I had to pick coffee, grind it to my preference, weigh it, clean stuff, do all this. Next thing you know, dude, it's like that movie Ghost. Like he's like behind me. <laughs> like, we like, like the, uh, it's not the Isley brothers, it's the Everly brothers. Everly brothers, Everly yeah. brothers are playing, dude. I was wearing like, a, um, what do you call it? Coveralls. I'm wearing coveralls. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg shows up and she's like, damn, that's a lot of coffee or whatever. Like, trope she I mean, inserts she's like, like damn she baby said. who made you a coffee so she <laughs> so finally like yeah people come back the horse mask is on it's been 12 minutes i wake up in a funny place i don't know where i'm at then he hands me this coffee and by this point i am appreciative i think i'm grateful but i'm also slightly annoyed because i'm like dude i did say i'd like a coffee i didn't mean i that i was gonna end up pregnant like i don't know what is going mm. on he gives me the coffee, and then he goes, "No, no, don't drink it yet. Yeah. You can't, dude. You gotta wait. It's too hot." Well, I'm thinking, "Well, why don't you just set the temperature to the one that is drink temp?" You know, no, it's too hot. He's like, "Give it about two minutes." I give it about two minutes. At this point, I'm grateful but a little bothered. I walk back to where I was working. I take a sip, and he wasn't around to appreciate this. And and after all that, 12 minutes, I look around and I go, "Oh my god, dude! It, it was seriously..." I can't think of a close second. It was the best cup of coffee I've ever had. It was. It puts everything else to shame. It was so good,
0: made in a dark alley by this guy. And you drink it black. And I oh okay oh yeah I was gonna say like after that you put a bunch of cream and stevia and like Ooh, hey.
1: dude he would have put on the Clydesdale mask and just <laughs> ran through me like a knife through warm butter. Okay. Nay, a hot knife through warm butter. So yeah, it was the best cup I ever had. So it's been um I don't know six weeks or something and i just keep thinking about that cup of coffee and it's all i want to do is get more of those cups of coffee and then i went to Smalltown again they have the kit where you can like buy they have all the accoutrement all the things that this guy used but my poor stock has kicks in and i was like you don't deserve that don't buy it don't don't do it well
0: put it on your amazon wish list nah, and we'll send a link to all of our uh, all of the all the fans the reason i even told that story is because today
1: was the first day we podcast pretty much all summer and so I said, I'm kicking this baby off. And I went to Grindhouse. But I called ahead because I didn't want to do the whole clip. You're like, I
0: can't wait 12 minutes Will you please have. <laughs>
1: yes, dude. I had to be here at a certain time. And so I called. I was about eight minutes out. And I was like, hey, so start it now because I know it takes 35 minutes. I know you got to have sex with your coworkers. And, like, that thing has to happen. Like, he's like, hold on, dude. First, while it's brewing, I got to paint this mural, man. It's made out of all edible mm-hmm. paint. And then... I didn't have time for that. So they poured it, and uh, that's, when, that's what I'm fueled up with today, and it's good to be back, baby. Pour well, over.
0: good for you. Good for you. Uh, a little update for anybody who isn't around me um, all the time, who I constantly have to bring this up because people just don't care. I still can't smell unless things are, I would say, like a, ex- on top of my nose. Like If I was to put my face in a bag of coffee, I could smell coffee, but I couldn't differentiate anything. I just know that that's coffee. So maybe that's my brain telling me that's what coffee smells like. I don't know. I'm living in the matrix. I could smell, or excuse me, I could taste about 15% of what I used to be able to. So there is some nuance coming back. I know Uh, I've asked you a million times. This is since November 1st of 2020.
1: I've asked you a million times, but I know you
0: can't taste nuances, but you can tell if something's disgusting or not then. Well, I used to love blue cheese, but now blue cheese dressing, I don't even, it, it tastes so foreign and alien. I'm just like, I I can't, it doesn't taste like blue cheese. I'll still eat it. Get, get me wrong. Do you think we're being hard on our kids? Like when you tell your kid, like you got to eat a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, and kids because go, I, like, a... I don't
1: like the way these things taste and you go, you're stupid. You don't know anything. You've only been around the world a little bit of time. So eat it, but they're actually going like, no, my taste buds are like. Imagine if you had Corona, this tastes like shit to
0: me. Potentially, but I will tell you that I just like you were a child at a certain point in my life, and the things that I didn't like then, I haven't really come around on a lot of stuff. What I didn't like then, I don't like now. Oh, I've come. Around I think I, I think I've stuff. added adamame to my. Uh, I never I never eat green vegetables yeah, but that ever. Tastes like anything. And also asparagus. The idea of asparagus, probably, and I, my mom—I don't know—she's just not good at prepping food, I guess. But <laughs> boiled vegetables are disgusting.
1: Yeah, and that's so how grilled my wife, vegetables are alright. That that's how she prefers them. Like, like I'm not going to get into a cooking class here, but I learned how to make Brussels sprouts where you kind of quarter them and put some stuff on them and you roast them in the oven with bacon, dude. They're awesome. awesome. I don't make a lot of things well. These are really good. And she's like, yeah, I don't really like them crispy on the
0: edges. She likes them just boiled, like the no, salt disgusting. Tell, yeah. her, tell her to move to, like, Moscow. I well, believe that's what they eat there and yeah, only Yeah, that. like, that's what they give you in the gulag. They're like, we
1: don't, we,
0: we don't waste money on spices. Yeah. Here's a cabbage. You just throw it at your head and be lucky the water is cut. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. What is wrong with her? I, I, I mean, think in, that in her... regards to Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Eat them oh, at all. okay, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. So I mean, not But I've never had a bacon fried Brussels sprout. The idea of a Brussels sprout is disgusting to me. So I, if somebody maybe put a blindfold on and just said, "Hey, You've you never had you, any Brussels? You fed sprouts? me. I have, but again, my mom boiled everything, and uh, I don't boiled. Yeah, it's not my thing, man. I think that my
1: wife's family comes from a long line of just kind of like bland you know polish food like mm-hmm. all this like which is can be good it can be really good but a lot of it is just
0: like yeah, when they put pork in it and fry it yeah yeah that's, that's the, only the time polish it's good, angle but, that you know but
1: have you ever been like oh man give me some of those awesome polish boiled vegetables no this no. all comes from like this is what you got right. so this is what you make
0: yeah but it's like i guess fish. that's why you have nobody has to eat gavelta fish anyway yeah, i don't but understand like, why, why did you to eat i choose it because it sounds gross it is gross. Okay. So it's like, but it's like a. <laughs> this gross. Thing I don't think it's been that.
1: handed down.
0: Yeah. I don't know how. I mean, there, I, 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 I know more people that wouldn't eat it than would. So I, I don't. I wish more cultures were like that, wherein like
1: they didn't take so much pride in their food. Like it has to be the best. Like I go, like, they, people go, like, where are your people from? And I go, oh, just like poor white people. It's just from America. Like, but, like my family likes burgers. Some of them eat chicken. Like it's not a mm. thing. But then you talk to like a Hispanic family, dude, it's like. Oh, dude, have you tried the beans and rice? It's like I'm, yeah. I mean, they're good, but let's. It's it's beans and it's rice.
0: Yeah, we don't have much. Um, so culturally, because like I, I guess I fall back on on my grandparents, my mom's parents, my mom's father being from Italy. So we had a lot so of Italian nice. food. So that that helps me. Yeah, that helps a, a lot. Better. What is it? I always wanted to say
1: in my culture. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In my culture, we don't take a lot of pride in our I mean, food. I'm like a true American like most people that I know that are like from all, from everywhere. I eat Amer- yeah. Americanized versions of whatever. I just do like Gordon Ramsay. I just
1: like, like steal other people's cultures. And then say like with their food specifically. Not not
0: everything in general. But like steal their food and then show them how to make it better. Well, Stanley Tucci has a new show. I wanna th- I think it's on Amazon. It was like a maybe a six episode one off. I don't think there's gonna be any follow up, but like he goes to Italy and, and he's sort of like the Anthony Bourdain sort of style documentary. I'm not sure I know who that is. Stanley Tucci, yeah, he's an actor. If you see him, you'll know who he is. But anyway, but yeah, so he he does like a he goes to Italy and he tries different foods and he like, sees how the how the uh, you know how everything's made and he talks to the people in these in these different villages and whatnot. And I'm just like, anytime I watch a show like that, I'm like convinced, like I I got I could try new stuff. Yeah. It just has to be presented in the right way by Stanley Tucci. <laughs> he's got to do it. Well, what about... Uh... You know, like Stanley Tucci, it's almost like he's doing that thing with the spoon, and he's like, "Open! It. here comes the plane in yeah. the hangar. And chuga, I'm like, chuga, chuga, go chuga. ahead, here's my
1: money. <laughs> just do what you got to do. Buddy. Yeah. I was doing that to my kids in a restaurant yesterday to embarrass them. They weren't mm-hmm. eating, and I was like, here it comes, choo-choo, here's the train. They're like, oh,
0: stop. I was like, well, they're eating public. I don't know that you want gabagool coming to the spoon. But I don't yeah. think so. What about Phil Rosenthal? What about him? Could he convince you,
1: Phil Rosenthal? Yeah, isn't that the dude has a show? Everybody, uh, somebody feed
0: Phil. I don't know. I've never yeah, he's got it. a Netflix show. Somebody <laughs> I've feed never Phil. Seen it. Oh, but he's right. the guy from from Everybody Loves Raymond.
1: He yes, he's the producer from Everybody yeah. Loves Raymond. And you remember in Indiana Jones Part Three when he's like Marcus Brody? He's like yeah. Marcus Brody. If he's got the if he's with the maps or whatever he's mm-hmm. got, he had something. And what did he have
0: when they were like waiting for him in Cairo?
1: Yeah, he had, like, the maps to the Holy Grail or something. Yeah. He's like, with any luck, he'll already be halfway across the country. Mm. He speaks, like, 14 languages. And then you show him, and he's like, uh, does anybody speak English? <laughs> Phil Rosenthal is, like, a Jewish version of that, and he goes to different places. And he's like, all roads lead back, don't <laughs> they? <think? laughs> yeah, dude, it's good. Oh, it's great, though. It's awesome. It's fine. You know what? But we're, I was wondering if he could probably convince you. I okay. hate to
0: say we're finally getting our just due, because I'm, I'm pretty sure we've had our just due for a while, but in Hollywood at least. But Yeah, when are you guys going to catch a break? <laughs> No, nah, good for him. So anyway, yeah, I can't enjoy the things that most people enjoy in the summer. But I, I've, I probably smoked, 150 cigars. Yeah, in the hold summertime. on. Here's the
1: thing: you're like, I have no sense of smell or taste. And I believe if, I if would. If I only knew you from Instagram, I would think all you do is eat crazy <laughs> expensive food and smoke cigars and drink bourbon. That's, that's what I
0: would. think. That's pretty much the truth. I just can't enjoy them the way I see. I feel like I, I <laughs> I'm 44, almost 45 years old. And my brain already knows what these things taste like. You know, I will argue with my wife all the time about we'll go to a restaurant and you know, she'll try something new and then she won't like it or she'll be like, well, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna order this and then you order that and then if I don't like it, you could have the rest of this and I'll eat your thing because I'm like, you know, I'll yeah, get like, I'll get old faithful all the time. Like I'm just like, oh, I'll have the I, I don't I don't usually get too crazy because I'm like I don't want to be disappointed I already know and now because I have this uh, loss of sense and smell it's like well, I already know even though I can't taste it I I, I know I will at least remember that I used to enjoy this it, it, as weird as it sounds it's like I'm paying money I know I I know I like this so although I won't like it as much today you're trusting your memory I am but again I, I um, now I find myself trying to eat stuff that's like Spicy, or you know, just gives you some extra. Yeah, something. what
1: about that? Like again, I can taste can the, the like heat. Real I can feel stuff.
0: the heat, but I can't necessarily taste it. but well, there's other like responses in your body, yeah. right? Yeah, so like I can't. Well, there's definitely I
1: can't taste it, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm <laughs> shitting my pants on I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. What have you been doing besides smoking cigars? Um, you've been a mad. That's what I was gonna ask. You've been like a mad softball
0: yeah I, I i traveled the uh i traveled the world uh softball m- uh coaching a nine year old slash ten year old slash 11 year old uh group of girls who um uh, play softball uh, how was your opinion, how's your opinion changed on softball traveling we had pretty yeah, no i was on I, traveling I, I i travel parents i can't i can't deal anybody but you're still not but the parents. You're there you're in it now yeah um but i really wasn't because we sort of we we really only traveled to like you know, places no, for no more than an hour away. There's other travel teams that are traveling to, you know, Minnesota, other States, uh, Tennessee. Um, okay, I, I guess being in it and when you're swept up at it and when the team's good enough, you sort of just are like, Hey, I'm, it allowed me to forget about my job. It allowed me to forget about my responsibilities here because it's like It's like you're going from one thing to the next. If you win this, it's like you got an immediate game here, or then there's an hour break or two hour break, or you're doing, you know what I mean? You're preparing for, you're getting, you're still practicing, getting the, keeping everybody warmed up. I don't know. It's just uh, all encompassing, but I still don't know that I have the, uh, I just don't want to be, I'll tell you this, I still don't want to be around people and even new people. And there were times, like, between games where I would just go sit in the car. I'd let my kid play with the other kids. But I would just uh, remove myself from the other parents, the other coaches. And uh, (laughs) some of the coaches that know me were able to explain it away. It's like, he just doesn't doesn't like dealing with people. What you need to do is get
1: so good at being a coach that, like, people put up with your idiosyncratic, uh, your, um, what's a good word for it, your inability to socialize or something like like they need to be like okay you know how they they i never saw that movie about the jk rowling no is that the harry potter
0: yeah
1: is it yeah. okay who's the guy who uh, uh whiplash
0: yeah the one i told you the, to watch for the, the drumming movie yeah. i still haven't seen yeah. it yet amazing
1: but i want to but jk ass- simmons ass- <laughs> yeah all right so ben i don't simmons understand you want drum- to then do it <laughs> uh who's got time okay i gotta watch harrow horse and pete 12 times okay so um I assume for just from what I've heard about it, that he's a jerk, but he's so good. And he's going to get the best out of him that people put up with him being a jerk. Or is that, I mean, it's that's been done a somewhat, lot, right?
0: but I, I don't think he's a jerk. Really. I think he is a, uh, an insane maniac. Like it goes beyond him just being like, Hey, this is tough. Love the dudes, the dude's got problems. Okay. So, so it's beyond, it goes a little bit beyond. It's so not, you it's, need to
1: go beyond that. So you need to be like, Hey, uh, when people get together to drink, To have cupcakes after the game, he puts his headphones on and faces the other way and listens to podcasts. But if you need somebody who's going to teach your daughter to pop that mask off and catch pop-ups behind her, he's your guy. Now, he's going to be a jerk, but he's your guy.
0: See, I don't work well in a scenario where um, people... look. I like being part of this team or the team I liked being part of that team because of the fact that I got to be in the dugout and I got to help and I knew that I was, I was, didn't have an instrumental role I was sort of like the helper dad who I put up the hitting that and while the other managers and coaches were like figuring things out I would throw the balls for the girls and they would hit that is or fine. I would throw pop-ups or I would throw grounders and you know just warm people up stuff like that. That's prior to, to, to now like your early Well no age? that team a team just dissolved now so we're done. Oh, um, so now we're we'll so go you know, going we'll go on to fall ball but no I wasn't one of the I was just like a an extra guy who would jump in here there and, and get things done and, and then be in the dugout and make sure that everybody was behaving and we knew the batting order and stuff like that so um, but I didn't strategize I didn't decide who was pitching I didn't decide you know who was playing what position and I had really zero influence over that and I don't like that see I'm, I'm an a type personality and so I don't like not having complete control and I don't like I am I feel like I'm good being in the background and doing those little things, but I I, I want to be able to determine that that's my role. Yeah, I don't want then, someone else to determine. Quite, that's my Quite quite a
1: mouthful to, to chew on if you take it right.
0: I just don't like other are, people not listening to my opinion because I feel like my opinion is the best opinion. So if right? I if I share <laughs> something and someone's like, yeah, I heard you, but I'm still going another direction on it without giving me reason, it doesn't it doesn't make me happy. So, um, I have to bite my tongue a lot and I, or not, and you know me, so I decide to bite my tongue because my child's there and I don't want to cause any problems for her or embarrass her or whatever. Right. So I just take myself out and I just try to remain diplomatic. This is, this is 10U softball. Now you sound what, what like are the that. Stakes?
1: You sound like that thing. They had a, uh, for where my kids go to school, they had a big meeting to decide, uh, not to change topic, but that's where it'll come around. To decide like, what the reentry plan is going to be, how, mm-hmm. how are the kids going to mask, not mask, cardboard stuff between them, whatever the hell. Um, and so they had this meeting where they're like, okay, all the parents can come and then like voice their opinions. So a bunch of parents came, and they stood up, and they said yay or nay what they felt or whatever. But what was funny is that no matter what they said, the group, like the committee was like, okay, great. Thanks so much for sharing. Anyone else? And like the next person we're talking, they go, okay, yeah, we hear you. And like now, back to exactly what we were gonna do. Right. So here's the plan, and so I just sort of thought like, uh, I thought like it reminded me of like you're being like a, a secondary coach because you go, hey, I think we should like work on grounders, and they go, okay, awesome, I bet. Okay, pop ups, everybody, right. get in the yeah.
0: outfield. That's exactly. Uh, that's how so exactly. this was. Except like, we're all adults. But um, you know, it is what it is, and I, I definitely, I don't know that I would ever. If my daughter wanted to and said, like, hey, I want to be on, like, a, a full-time travel team where you travel f- longer distances, I still, okay, I, I get really, I never liked, even in Little League, you know, when I was, I played or when I coached Little League, I don't like the parents that, are, you know, think their kid is better than they are or want their kid to play or always asking, like, well, hey, you know, why can't my kid play more? Why is my kid sitting on the bench? But you have to remember that everybody pays the same amount of money to be part of the league. You know what I mean? So they all everybody wants their kid to have a turn. It's like, I don't come out to these games to watch my kids sit on the bench. I hear that argument. I've made that argument. And even as a coach inside the dugout, I'm like, well, I've given a little extra by also yeah, lending myself to the team. So if that's your argument, my child should get even a, a higher notch up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, but if, if she was terrible or pitiful I, I i guess i would still maybe i say i wouldn't maybe i still would feel You'd be that. like this is the game when she turns it around yeah but um she's not so that's another that's another hard pill to swallow but the coaches at least in, in you know these guys you know they want to make everybody happy and the parents are out just like any person they're out to make you miserable unless you make them happy they're like here's the money i paid i want exactly what i want for this money that i paid and so you're, you're going to play my kid and there's You know, you got 13, 14 kids on a team, and there's only so many positions. It's like everybody can't play every inning, and nobody's happy. So it's stressful, and so I like to decompress between games. I'm also a huge bully even to 10-year-old girls, (laughs) as you could assume. Um, I made up a – I I made up a – I call the girls that cry when they come back in the dugout. I I, I started this thing called the Boo-Hoo Crew. So if you come back in the dugout and you cry, I go, Boo-Hoo, Boo-Hoo. And all the other little girls go, boo-hoo. They them.
1: all jump in and mock. They do. But so I will tell you this. mocking.
0: It has sort of peer-adjusted the people that are crybabies. Because the point isn't to make fun of you. It's to, it's to be like, hey, it's funny. Move on. You got to, you know, there's another play coming behind you. Yeah. It's not to make you be in the corner raw throwing tomatoes at you, although it seems that way. But it's lighthearted. Now, that, no, I that works for some of the kids. Now, I have another thing called the statue crew. And those are for the girls who stand there and watch three pitches zip right past them. You know, hey, here comes the statue. You know, are you going to be in the statue crew this inning? No, if you are have, you going to swing the bat, it, it, nobody wants to be on the statue crew. No. So you swing the bat. Now, some girls will come back and go, "Am I still in the statue crew?" You sure are. You're in. <laughs> have a seat. <laughs> it. Well, I mean, yeah, there's something that shames a motivator, right? I just that's it's. I thought about this when I was sitting in my car, uh, ignoring the other parents and coaches, and I thought, man, on the face of it, it seems very mean. But that's not my intention. It's not my intention to be mean. But However, I am that what were the, what were the that... results though, you know? Like if a you lot help... of girls stop crying and we're yeah. like, "Hey, I don't want to be in the boohoo crew." I well, don't want to be looked at as a Here's no, the thing. I get if it. you got hit by a pitch in the in the head, fine. Cry all you. You know, if you're hurt, cry. But and I did it when I was a kid. You're disappointed. You let yourself down. You let your parents down. You're like, man, I let my team down. If I don't do good, will I even be in the next inning? Or is the coach going to get mad and switch me out with somebody else? And those are all realistic you know, things that could happen. But at the same time, I look at it and say your attitude is everything. If you can be resilient and you're still like, hey, i got to go out there and make that next play, and I'm ready for the next play and I can reset, that's huge. If you can't do that, I don't know. I mean, maybe sports is, or a athletics is not – the thing for you. It is a metaphor for life.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> no, well, it's, I mean, you, the results, right? Like if, if yeah. the results work, as long as you're not being terribly mean. Yeah. I think a lot of times me, me and my wife will argue about parenting, you know, uh, and, and other things that aren't parenting, but uh, other words. Like, um, it's that if I help you, I'm hurting you thing. I know mm. you guys have that in droves in this house, but in my house, everything is coddled and it's all about like, oh, I don't ever want you guys to feel any pain. And it's sort of like, if you weren't there teasing them, some other kid would do some version of Boohoo right. Crew. They would, Even if it wasn't, you know, as rhyming as well. <laughs> but they would still be like, oh, that kid cries all the time. Now, you can
0: make it heavy. Well, Mike, just so you know, my child is the, the president of the Boohoo the <laughs> So that's where it started on my own kid. All right. I said, well, that's I'm going to spread this out now. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I just
1: mean like they would come up with some version of ostracizing the people who do any weird behavior. And then that thing might be heavy. And it might be like, why do I do this crying thing? And they might really beat themselves up and it might be a big thing. You get it out in the open, boo-hoo crew. It's kind of like when you, like, you'll say, like, when you hang out with your friends, once, like, you'll call people on shit right away. Me? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's, while I don't always do that and it's not always my idea, I do oftentimes agree with that line of thinking because I'm like, well, good. Now it's over. Now it's out. Right. That, that shit that sits there stagnant, you know what I mean? Those are the things that really, like, get in your... You know what I mean? Like, okay, say so nobody says anything. I'm making a real case for you making fun of ten uh, year olds, but like, say nobody says anything. Years later, you might be like, I don't want to play sports because I remember when I do, I cry, and it's a big. You didn't get it out, right? You know, so I think it's good. I think you should also make fun of their uh, physical appearances; that they can't help at all. <laughs> I think there should be, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you already have like the fat kid section. I, no, and, and, I do uh, not. And, uh, I do. never, That's for the never going to get a boyfriend crew. And <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I, I feel like I'm. It's, it's funny because I just approached coaching girls differently than i had you know coaching boys and oh yeah girls are i'm just gonna i'll be the first to say at this age they're smarter they're more attentive um also at other ages they're you know they're more willing to put in work and complain less um they're more understanding that everybody can't play every now whether the parents are or aren't you know for the most part they get it um and it's not the end of the world for the majority of people especially the ones that really understand how the game's played these good practice for play Um, Little boys are, are a lot to deal with. A yeah. lot to deal with. But I will tell you, little girls are mean and nasty. Uh, which doesn't surprise me why they grow up to be mean and nasty big girls. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. is nothing meaner than a girl uh that is surrounded by two other girls. It's like so I've said, cute you put two girls them. together, they're great. You put a third girl in the mix. Yeah. Nightmare. dude. Any odd number. If there's an odd number in the group, there's two people being it's literally like, We don't like you. You smell. Yeah, You're fat, your glasses are dumb, and your parents probably regret the fact that you were brought into this world. Yeah. But well, your you, sister's all right. Yeah. Why, why aren't mom and dad still
1: together? We all know why. Yeah. No, my daughter will do that. Like, like, hey, do you want so-and-so to come by? And I'm like, cool. Well, hey, so-and-so wants to stop by too. And she'll be like, uh, she knows. Because they'll take the she attention knows away. Out front. Somebody she's is like, going to have just, to battle for
0: that, that attention. She's like, we're playing family and there's only one mom and one dad or whatever. Or, or, I don't know. Whatever. My daughter told me that, that he, she was responsible to be a cat for your daughter. Uh, she wasn't thrilled about it. Uh, but to she be a cat? she was I couldn't believe it. She had to be a cat. They were all cats when you came oh. over for your surprise party. <laughs> my, nice my daughter hates cats, and <laughs> she doesn't. She thinks that she's above playing. Like I think your daughter's only a year younger, but or maybe a my daughter's eight. Yeah, so my year daughter's going so, right? But she's just like she did it, which I was like impressed that she. Because normally I would see her being like, ah, nah, she's I too know. cool for that. Yeah, she did yeah, it yeah. though, but then she she thought back on it was like, you know, I had to play a cat. It wasn't was my like, favorite well, part. Meow, mother. No, my, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, my daughter's very, uh, I don't, she's not like old for, her, like my daughter's clinging to childhood. Mm-hmm. Like she'll be like 19 doing a baby voice, which has its own <laughs> set of ramifications. You know what I mean? But anyways, so everybody wants to know uh, where we've we been, what you've been doing. You've been coaching, you've been smoking cigars. Yeah. Why the uptick in cigars? I mean, you like um, them. You, I, I don't, again, this is all just, I haven't called you and said, are you smoking cigars? No. I just look at IG.
0: I have and again, I've not spoken to Ben outside of one text actually a couple. Where one time we were gonna text. One time we were gonna podcast. I sent Ben a text. He was like, let me get right back to you. Four days later he got back to me. Too. And I was like, hey, you know what? Fuck you. We're not texting. We're not podcasting. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a line in the sand here. No, disrespectful, you're out. So disrespectful. Yeah. So anyway, beyond that, we really haven't spoken. Um, and to answer your question why I've smoked so many cigars, I don't have anything left. And I'm just going to put this out there. I don't know if it's my age, but I just feel like, again, I'm going through one of those phases of my life where I just go, what's left for me? You know, I have my house. I have my cars. um, I come home. On Fridays, we go to the same restaurants. On Saturdays, we go out to eat. Same restaurant. You know, the same cadre of six, seven restaurants or whatever. Everything is so on a track. Are you turning into the, like fatherly version of edward norton fight club where just like everything's
1: a yeah, copy of a copy a
0: hundred percent and I, I i know you're going through the ikea catalog on the chitter <laughs> i don't e dude i don't even want to spend money i guess i for some reason i allow myself to spend money on cigars and my wife i got my wife smoking cigars so so that is something that we can do together where we will put on the bluetooth speaker we'll listen to music by ourselves just us two and smoke cigars no the kids are inside does you she know, talk the through work. the music no, she just looks at her phone and is in silence. We don't even talk to each other. You know, a lot of times we're just sitting there smoke, enjoying a cigar. And now, so for that, uh, a lot of people that I know in the cigar smoking community are like, man, you got your wife to smoke cigars. Or, you know, the other idea is it's like taking your wife out to the golf course and all of a sudden she enjoys golfing and you got to golf with her.
1: Do you remember those commercials that were like real American heroes? Yeah. With the song? Yeah.
0: Is there this, a cigar ones.
1: No, but I feel like if they still made those, there'd be one. It'd be like, "Here's to you, Mister Smoke Cigars, with his wife, and they don't talk to each other." Yeah, but not in a condescending way. Like,
0: it there's feels some like you've things made it that don't need bit. to be said. Like I said, we've been Most married. Things. We've been married for twenty plus years. And what else is there to say? Twenty plus. You yeah, twenty plus. You're going to 20, 21. 20. Did you guys just have your? Baby? We got married in two thousand so okay 21 but what i'm saying is what else everything there doesn't have to always be talking sometimes it's nice to just be in the company of somebody else and that's it just be in their company the next step is not in each (laughs) other's (laughs) company that's even nicer you're like
1: dude think about it i'm smoking a cigar cigar. you're smoking a cigar
0: and we're both in different cigar bars let's listen to the same music except for you go away that's the thing, too, is we, we, you know, we we enjoy a lot of the same music, so. Um, this, all right. Sometimes we'll just say, like, like oh, that's a great song, it's a great, it you know. know. I'm just saying, so uh, I've smoked a lot of cigars. I've, that's it. That's pretty much all I've done all summer. It's been a pretty garbage summer as far as activities. Um, I haven't fished. You guys haven't I traveled, traveled the
1: world much or anything like that. I your fish. son is working.
0: Yeah, he works. How's he, that? We're st- no driver's license yet. Um, yeah, well, does
1: he have his eight thousand hours of uh, driving? No, yet?
0: and and here's why, and this is why. Something. So I'm going to. divide Dude, your son has driven more than anyone that
1: listens to the show.
0: I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna di- I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to divide people again. Um, I will not track anybody down to get their stuff done. It gonna, it's not going to happen. So, if you want to drive, if you want to put in those hours, you come and get me. And you let me know, hey, or you schedule in advance, hey, I'd like to drive Sunday morning. Could we maybe get together, you know, 10 right, o'clock? Right, so, I get that. If you're going to sleep until 11 or noon, I'm not driving. At that point in time in the day, I don't want to go driving anymore. Same thing with you in the podcast. But, you've, like, but you've let that be known, like, hey, if absolutely. you want to drive, get me in the morning. So and it's not like he every just Every week to you- it's the same thing and it's like, oh, man, I should have set my alarm or, oh, I hit my, the snooze button. I went back to sleep. It's like, we won't be driving then. And this is how you learn. Now, he drives to work with me. Uh, like I, I let him drive me to his job, and he puts in 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it takes to yeah, get there. Yeah, you gotta go. I don't even, I don't even, get, I don't even tabulate hours? those. 50. 50. So 50 he's probably dude. put in all in all 100, but we've only said when, when he says, let's go driving, I, I mark down. If it's 47 minutes, I'm rounding down. And here's why you're trying to get his license at age 30. Prove me wrong. Here is why people I know they're like, oh, the government's, you know, when I was a kid, I went to driver's ed and then I only had to be 16 a month in one day. And I just got my license if I passed my test. Okay. That's not how it is anymore. They change the rules for a reason. The reason is, is they want to put competent drivers on the road. So I'm not letting my child out on the road in a car without doing the 50 hours. And I'm talking, I'm coming, I want every second accounted for, or you ain't getting your license. That's it. I don't understand why, some people are like, oh, I just, I just said he, I just said he did the 50. It's like, well, you just let your kid on the road without, you know, drivers, I, after he got out of driver's ed, I was not impressed with the ability, his ability to drive in the six lessons he got. That's very, very basic. And, and. I guess that used to be good enough to put people on the road. That's like know. like
1: when your kid goes to college and you go, okay, cool. Like you're ready to like go into the real world. And then you see him, they're like,
0: Dah! Yeah, They haven't figured like they don't already have to do yellow
1: shots, but that's.
0: I uh, I still haven't put the magnet on the back of the car that says that he's a student driver, which, you know, irritates him and, and makes him embarrassed. Why haven't you done that? I do. Oh, you haven't stopped, stopped doing it. I have mean? not stopped doing it. Oh. I require him to do it still to this day. And I'm just like, I, I'm not going to let you get behind the wheel of a car and hurt yourself or somebody else uh, until I'm, it, until I'm ready and believe that you're ready to hurt yourself or someone else on well, purpose. I'm believe, not going to let you do it on accident. Well, you believe yourself to be a competent judge of driving. So then when you think he's ready, he's ready. Well, I, if you don't stop at the stop sign and you don't understand the basic rules of the road, you're not ready. And, and it's always yeah, it's like, agreed. you know, here's the thing though. When uh, the, day, the day you pull out of your driveway and there's nobody in your car judging you, you'll be a better driver. Yeah. than you were the day before when somebody was still critiquing you. The pressure's off. But, again, I have to make absolutely sure that he's ready to do it. And, again, I'm not going to chase him down. Yeah. So that's why that's why we haven't got a driver's license yet.
1: So Facebook and Internet scammers are on the rise. I don't know if you noticed this. No, I didn't. They're, like, dude, I'm getting text messages from friends I haven't talked to. Text used to be, like, weird apps and stuff. Now it's, like, mm-hmm hey this is cindy hey cindy what's up how have you been i'm like i'm pretty good can you buy me a gift card and tell me the numbers like it's getting crazy <laughs> right they're just shooting their shot so i'm just gonna say names bob won't care uh i get a message from a guy i haven't talked to in a while that i grew up with um and he says hey man what's going on how you been and i i have time to say i'm good man how are you and this is all through facebook messenger mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah it's good now I wasn't aware, but there's several Bob accounts out there. Mm-hmm. He's got a few, I guess. And he gets rid of them because one gets hacked, so he makes a new one. So Bob's like, yeah, hey, how's it going? I said, it's going well. And then he goes, hey, uh, can I trust you with some money? Now, I've told the Hesfield stories a billion times where I grew up. Uh, we weren't traditionally good with money, and so this didn't seem real out of the ordinary. I thought, hey, maybe Bob is pulled a few coins together and um he doesn't know like maybe he wants to save or invest and he goes maybe you know how to help me do that Mm -hmm. this is kind of a crazy thought but i just thought maybe that's the case because who else is bob gonna go to i mean anybody but so i go uh maybe what's going on he's like well can you hold on to some money for me and now this is six or six or eight messages throughout throughout these messages the grammar has been awful he is but again he's from hessville but here's this the kicker dude i notice it but i go oh yeah bob can't read or write so good (laughs) so i'm like he's like hey dude how are how 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 are things can you hold money for me and it's just like it sounds almost like if you read it in russian you go how are things right can you take this money for me please and put in brown paper back i was like okay so we're going back and forth and then he and then i start going He starts talking about money and specifics. Bob's brother is crawl. The guy who I talk about who is now living in Columbia off Mm -hmm. of Coke and whores and Bitcoin money and has been four years. His job is to spend money to try to, he's like, he's like the white trash, Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Like his job is to just, Hey, it's making me this much a day. And, uh, what is Spanish fly or whatever? Like the date rape drug costs X and I'm making Y. So I need to buy Z amount of it. Mm hmm. That's what Carl's doing. I love Carl. Carl's, I, Carl's, I'm, I told him uh side note. I told Carl, I was talking to him on messenger. It was really him. And I go, dude, no matter what happens, can I have the rights to your life story? Cause I want to do like a serial podcast. I want to do a thing in Carl and I'll have to go to, I'll have to like go to Pagoda mm-hmm. and be like, that's in Colombia, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I guess. And I'll go
1: you're, talking mm, you're talking about Bogota. You're talking or about Bogota. Or a Pagoda. What did I say? Are you going to a did Pagoda? Pagoda? Yes. Oh, that's like China King or something. <laughs> All right, anyways. (laughs) Okay, go go ahead. I'm not educated. So, I want the right... So, Bob is Carl's brother, and Carl has all this money, and Bob and Carl have fought over money in the past. So, I thought, perhaps Carl eventually acquiesced and said, fine, dude, here's 10 grand, don't ever talk to me again, because they do Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I thought he wanted me to help him put it in Acorns, or VTI, or E-Trade. So... I'm like, hey, dude, just just call me on my phone and we'll talk about this. Or here's my like my landline, whatever at work. And uh, he's, no, nah, let's just let's just do it here. A couple more things. And I noticed the grammar's bad, so I come to a real crossing the roads. So I gotta go, is this Bob and his normal bad grammar? Sorry, Bob, <laughs> love you, but is, is this your horrible grammar? Or is it a Russian spy? They haven't said money specifics. We're going back and forth, and finally they start repeating stuff or just putting question marks and being a little dodgy. So I go, there's only one way to find out if this is really him. And what do you do? You start saying really offensive and or racist or wild stuff and to see if they'll go along with it. Well, I, but I didn't start with the racist stuff. First I go, hey, cool, let's meet up. And he's like, cause now I'm like hip to it. I'm like, let's meet up. Oh, I can't meet up right now. Let's just, let's just, hey, let's talk about gift cards some more, whatever the hell they were saying. Something about like, you know, just send me location, send me location. So I go, cool. I go, but as a show of faith, I'm going to need those dick pics I sent you. <laughs> and, and they were like, yes, yeah, just $100 increments. It was just fine. I'm like, cool. But uh, remember that one time when you and I were hanging around talking about how how cool Nazis are? <laughs> and I started saying like just the wildest stuff. And I was like, seriously, though. Like, uh, when the race war happens, we're going to have to hide all those naked pics we took of each other. And I just start. it gets worse and worse. And eventually they just stopped <laughs> communicating with me. So then I finally found the real Bob and I saw him in person and I go, Hey Bob, you didn't happen to get a bunch of like a, uh, like wild race war dick pic texts from me. And he was like, uh, no, I didn't. So he, he knew he was hacked. He's like, uh, can you
0: resend them though? Like he, was like, he was like, he like, was like, you want me to send us. you
1: the old ones that I already have? Or what are you asking me? No, but, yeah, it was super funny, though. But the part that made me laugh the most was, and here's what would be the crux of the Seinfeld episode if I wrote this. I couldn't tell if it was my friend and his uneducated, uh, and not not bashing Bob. Bob, I think Bob didn't finish high school or whatever, so how good do you want his grammar to be, right? So uh, mine's not great, you know? So I couldn't tell whether it was a foreigner with a Hessville level of education or a... Hasville person with a foreign, uh, I don't know. level of education. Where, do, where are these people from? I, I, was, I assume Russia. Cause I just like, no, think, I think like Habib no. Nurmagomedov is just doing this in his spare time. No,
0: no. Where They're are they from? F- the Middle East.
1: Middle East? Yeah. I can't
0: do those accents. Like Please don't. Okay. Uh, did you for a second or for a minute or for like an hour, have some pride when you had some other person that came up where you came up that was like, hey, I need – you are the Jordan Belfort uh, that I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, of course. Uh, never put my money to sleep. I need you to put this in action. like Because w- you were saying in your story, you're like, well, like I don't know why he was coming to me, but why wouldn't he? And then yeah, – because uh, I yeah. sort of feel like out of the group of, of friends that I hung around with, I feel like i sort of successful. I'm sort of a reliable, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me. But it seemed like you were saying like, well, why would this guy come to me? But then you also had an epiphany of like, well, because well, look at what I've done. Well, I go most normal people
1: wouldn't come to me for financial advice. <laughs> I go, but the guys I grew yeah, up right. with That's what I mean. would come. Yeah. So, no, I did have a sense of pride. It was sort of like um, in the land of the blind, the one I man mm. is king. I just sort of felt like, well, if we all are on the short bus and I got out and started reading comic books on my own, people would be like, wow, he cuts <laughs> his own meat by himself. Look at
0: him. I, speaking of money, um, someone was talking about the old uh, thought of like, hey, you know, if we won the lottery, what would you buy? And uh, guys that I worked with were like, oh, you know, I would I would definitely, uh, you know, pay off my house. And I'm like, I, I concur. That's, that's real. I would do that. And then they were talking about cars they would buy. And I'm just like, you know, I was thinking I've never been, I have a 2008, you know, Toyota Highlander, 2008 that I drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I plan on driving it until it doesn't drive anymore. And yeah, then I might put I it on a an trailer and have another car tow me around in it. But I was thinking if, if I won a million dollars just for the round number, I know we're all doing the, 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 the stupid Austin Powers. <laughs> million? Yeah, I know it's not the same as it was. No, it'd be but really cool if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars what would I buy? And I started thinking like, I don't even own nice guitars. I don't own, there's nothing that I own that's nice. My computer was nice when I bought it. I think it was like 1200 bucks for my MacBook. But other than that, I can't think of an expenditure, anything, my bike, it's all right. It's like a, I went to the, to, the, like okay. to the bike store and bought a, um, you know, a bike that was like three seasons old, but you don't still often good
1: splurge. Like even the mics, like you are excited to buy the mics, and they are you good do, mics. But so I sent them like back and 200. then I had to rebuy them because <laughs> yes, I had yes. so much guilt. But some people might go, "I love podcasting. Five hundred mics, it is." You know what I mean?
0: Well, every celebrity podcast that I see, quasi-celebrity comedians or whatever, they have theirs on YouTube or they have like a Instagram page. They all have the mics we have, but they have the upgraded, like Joe the ones that Joe Rogan uses, yeah, um, which is like the next tier. So they're like five hundred a piece or six hundred a piece or whatever they are. And I'm just like I, I, I just there's no way in hell like I could no, I'm not ever, I could ever do it. I just... lo- I looked at those. I waited to, you know for Cyber Monday to see if those were going to be on sale. And I'm like I could justify it if they were a couple hundred dollars cheaper, but I, I wouldn't have been okay with keeping them. It, it would have made me sick to my stomach. It's funny that you brought this up because yesterday I just decided that I no longer care and I'm going to spend all my money.
1: I all of it, dude, all of it.
0: I need to get there. We're still battling on whether or not we're getting a pool or not. Um, no, but you know, here's why. My wife just says, hey.
1: I'm going to get my dad's truck and I'll be back in a little bit. I bought a couch. She's bought a couch. Just didn't check with just, you. she sent me a picture of some yellow couch and I put like LOL or whatever. And she was like, yeah. So she just shows up with this couch she bought and it wasn't crazy expensive, but it wasn't crazy cheap. And I just go, was it crazy necessary? No, it's <laughs> That's yellow. <the> thing. <laughs> Has a yellow couch other than on the set of friends ever been necessary? The Simpsons have a yellow couch.
0: No, their couch is pink, but yeah, whatever. pink. Just, Very yellow.
1: She just showed up with it. And did I tell you about the shoebox of lies? No. Okay. I'll have to tell you about the, because sh- I would like to hear listeners' opinions on the shoebox of lies. That'll come next episode. But I just, I found my wife making these financial decisions. And I've been working more than normal lately, mm-hmm. working a bit. So I found her making these decisions. Oh, I'm just going to bring a couch home. I'm just going to buy it. Uh, I'm going to do this. I have a shoebox of lies, which I'll talk about later. And, uh, She's just been casually, oh, hey, we didn't pay for the books last year, so we need to go to Munster and give them $1,100. Things like this are happening. Mm -hmm. So we went out to eat yesterday, and normally when we go out to eat, both of us grew up with no money. So we're like, yeah, we'll have waters to drink. No, we don't need appetizers, right? That's normally how we are because that's just how we're wired. Yesterday, I go, yeah, whatever you guys want. My kids are going, I want this and this. I literally just go, yep, bring it. Yep. So I started, they were pointing at stuff on the menu. Appetizers, and I was like, yeah, we'll have that. And then I go, and I'll have an Old Fashioned. Why? Wanted to. Because I want to. Then I had a beer. Then when the lady goes, are you guys all done? Because we got a whole table full of food, half of it we haven't eaten. I go, no. You guys want dessert? And they're like, and my wife's like, no, that's silly. And I go, yeah, whatever you have, bring it out. I was just like, buy whatever because I sort of broke.
0: Mm. I go, you
1: know what? If money doesn't matter, then money doesn't matter, So were you teaching a lesson? Yes, retroactively. <laughs> so you didn't break. It's gonna take a while. Yeah, it's, you were well you... she goes, Why are you doing this? And I go, Cause who cares? Cause that's why. Cause nobody cares. So just uh, I'm gonna go to Guitar Center later and I think I'm gonna buy a new PA system.
0: You do not have a hair on your ass to do that.
1: I played a show
0: I'm just trying to get I you played to a do show
1: it. for Santos and it rained on me and it ruined my amp, my PA. So, so it not technically all gone. his problem? No, I'm just kidding. They had a tent. Let's and they take gave a me
0: vote. Uh, should Santos supply you a new PA?
1: <laughs> no, it was not as fun. They were all offering to like throw a towel and take stuff inside. I was like, nah, that'd be fine. It got wet. And yeah. Well, you so, can't play
0: your guitar through a towel. So, so
1: me, me, uh, the old me would have been like, nah, dude, don't buy an $1,800 new PA that's Bose and wireless and stuff because you can't afford that. new me, who cares? Gonna that's not going to last.
0: Dude, I can't that's wait. Not gonna last. I can't wait, You're going to regret it, and you'll take it back. You know, you you know, know what's going to happen? Buy a I'm... used one, dude. Go on Craigslist. Why? And to fi- get a good deal? Who cares about deals? It's not just about just a good deal. Stuff. It's because, like, okay, so I have a, a ton of guitars, and after we podcasted last time, I have not returned to the podcast room. Not, you did not use the mics, did not pick up a guitar all summer, um, and I'll go in waves. Well, that's, would, why I, that's why I never can justify because I'm so spastic. Know, I, I bought I'm... a brand new skateboard last year and never used it. I used it once, like, in my garage messing around. Oh, dude, but I've been skating like crazy. I went me, to bro. my buddy has a ramp in his basement. So I went there, and I had the skateboard I had, I used. And I was like, oh, you know what? Um, I'm fatter. I'm older. I need something a little wider. So I went and bought a new skateboard and never went back. Uh, and uh, it sits in my garage.
1: Dude, you should go to the skateboard with my kids. Show them how it's done. It's awesome.
0: Um, I don't like your kids. There's one in Highland. It's, who cares? <laughs> Just do it. Just leave me watch you. watch you. You posted a, a picture of your daughter with her lemonade stand. Yeah. Was it a lemonade stand? You were like, I'm not going anywhere. I wanted to drive thing. past it and throw a fucking snowball right at it as hard as... From my car, the opposite way. But you I already say, throw see, snowballs at See cars, when so somebody throws that. snowballs at something you love? You're How insane. does it feel now? You're an insane person. <laughs> I'm an insane person. Yeah, well. Even got more insane when I started to... Somebody was asking me about Uber because I was like, you know what, man? I really don't drink. Like, if I drink two beers, that's crazy for me um, because I cart my wife around and, you know, I allow her to to, to drink and, and, well, I don't She's just going to do it anyway. So I feel it's the safest situa- scenario situation. Yeah. Um, And they said, well, you know, what about an Uber or whatever? And I was like, dude, you have to be a complete insane maniac if you live in the suburbs and you take an Uber because it could be your neighbor. It could be the guy who lives two houses down. It could be the local mechanic who who is moonlighting or someone you know from another baseball coach. So what? Uh No. I do not want to be carted around by – because I don't like being – that's why I take my car. Yeah, every guy's if, doing his job. If, if I went out with you and your wife, the chance of us coming by, picking you up, and then going out together, one billion percent never happening. Because I want well, be to be able to leave when – I want to leave who Oh so you've driven people to Chicago before um, I got the last time I went to Chicago I was driven to Chicago and I'll tell you why that that see that works differently because it allows me to not be anxious about parking I'll give you the money it's your car I don't have to worry about yeah. it but if it if it was like hey we're gonna meet you at a local restaurant my wife and your wife you're, you're, we're driving separate I agree. and I'm not
1: gonna I'm not gonna leave early I agree but for the record I'm taking the high road if your kid has a lemonade stand I'm not throwing anything at her but except I, for adoration.
0: I could not imagine getting into an Uber in my neighborhood because uh, what person from your community needs to be driving an Uber? They don't live uh, in your community. Uh, uh, how do you know that? Because the people that need to be do Uber don't live where you live. Well, if you need to Uber, I don't want you driving me around either. I that's, just, well, you know. that's, a, that's the most salient point you've made so <laughs> yeah. far. It's uncomfortable for me, and I don't want to be driven anywhere. Okay, well, the whole point. I of, do want to be driven somewhere if it's the city, though. The, the whole point of my pay. thing
1: was, I feel like uh, there's like that old story about the Dutch boy his, sticking his fingers in dikes. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, I am trying to work and make money to stick my thumb in these holes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just keeps drilling new holes <laughs> with yellow couches and signing my kids up for every single class in the entire world. Uh, which is that part I don't mind so much. But if it's just like, hey, we're throwing a party, so I'm buying all these things, and uh, Dexter is having a birthday party, we should buy a $350 bouncy water slide. Mm -hmm. But um, at the rate she is doing that, I just said, let's just both drill holes and drown in debt instead. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: That's like where I'm at with it. At least then I have a sweet PA or one that works. This whole lottery question bothered me because – I feel like majority of money is always a big deal when it comes to being married when it comes to not being married. But I think a lot of couples probably fight over money. There's either like one person who's more frugal than the other person, or they're both not frugal at all, or they're both frugal and money is always there, right? Because you need it to live. You need it to survive. I want money for the future. And that's where me and my wife differ. And clearly you and your wife differ where my wife is an impulse shopper and a, I like that I'm buying it kind of person where I'm, I don't necessarily do the thing you do where I say like, I don't deserve it. Maybe I do subconsciously. I just go like, am I really going to get the use out of it? The value of, you know, whatever you pay for it yeah. down the road.
1: Almost never.
0: I usually, and then I'll go ahead and buy it and then it'll sit and I'll never touch it. The only you thing I've
1: used that was my guitar was not even thousand bucks. My guitar was right. like seven or 800 bucks and I've used the piss out of it. You know, that's the only thing. And even then it's like, Oh, don't buy a real good guitar. It's like, you play it all the time. Yeah. But just not you though. Somebody else can get it. Yeah, could guitar.
0: you ever imagine buying like a studio Les Paul for 1200 bucks or, you know, 1400 bucks or whatever? Like not until this week, but yeah, now I can. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would love to see. Do you want one dude? I'll I would... get you one too. <laughs> I actually, a buddy of mine who, who whose it's wife, whose wife was an attorney um a divorce attorney uh he wanted an acoustic bass and he told me is when we were working together uh for a while he's like hey a uh, guitar center has these acoustic basses and I was like cool let's check them out they're like three four hundred bucks or whatever they were and uh so we went there and they were on sale they were even cheaper than that and he's like hey I said I'm gonna buy one man just because I've, I've had acoustic guitars but I'd like to have a little acoustic bass because if you, if, if you were ever in a situation where somebody had an acoustic guitar, it's like, cool, I have an acoustic bass. You don't see that very often. No, and it's a cool thing. Yeah, whatever. Can you um, hear them? Yeah.
1: I feel like you can't hear them. Yeah,
0: but he needed me to buy his. He's like, buy two, I'll give you the cash, um, and then I'll have, to, I'll have to find some money to pay you later. Because he didn't want his wife. To... <laughs> Again, they had money, but he did not want his wife to know that he bought an acoustic bass...
1: Oh, I get that. You know what just I mean? Like, he, he was like, like let I, me
0: pay you in increments. You buy it on your credit card. Explain to your wife that I'm a I'm a puss uh, because she doesn't <laughs> know my wife or me either. Right, right, And right. then you'll, I'll just give you the cash, but I don't have the cash on me right now. But if I bought it on my credit card, my wife's going to know about it. I've done and that ask before. And like, she's a divorce attorney.
1: I've done that before, like going to like 18th or going out somewhere. I'm like, Hey dude, uh, I'll buy some rounds and do some stuff, but I don't really want to explain the 80 bucks. So like,
0: yeah, well, I'll give
1: like, you guys cash or something or you, or you
0: buy a round and then you go off off book and you're like, you guys buy the rest and the other seven beer. And then you come home and you're like, I had one beer. Look, I'll show you the receipt. Right, right. It's a version. It's a version of that. So, well, yeah. we're back. Um, back I'm hoping that Ben will let me know at some point next week if he's able to podcast again. And then we're we'll busy be able to this do it. month. If, man. if he holds out, it's not happening. We're busy this month, but we'll cram it in. Yeah. I am emceeing Beatles Fest this year, so that's kind of exciting. I saw you play at Beatles Fest. Probably our first year we no, podcasted. Baby. Right now, you're emceeing, mastering,
1: a ceremonies. Isn't there several stages? Yeah, I think so. So how do you how do you do that? I'm not sure what it entails. I don't think the MC does a lot for the side stages. I'm not 100% sure what the job entails, but I know it's got a mic, and I'm going to need my razor-sharp wit.
0: I hope somebody videos it. It should be awesome. I will not be attending. I already know. I didn't look at the date, but I hate the Beatles. Mm -hmm. So I will not be there. Um, But Godspeed. No, it's
1: actually changed to Mustard Plug Fest this year. You're going to love it. (laughs) All right. And then I'm playing at Bugaboos
0: on the 14th. All right. That is episode 291. We'll see you next time. Later.